Revival is not about a man or a person. It's about the spirit that's happening. Amen. If you're disappointed, Pastor Bland is not here tonight. Join the club. I am too. Amen. He's one of my favorite pastors. But you know what? I know that God is in control. I know there was a reason he wasn't supposed to be here. And, and my, first th- my first thought was, we'll just cancel the revival. But like Pastor Mario said, I just knew in my spirit that I was not supposed to cancel it. And, and, and uh, I got texts and I got people telling me. And matter of fact, exactly what Pastor Mario said to David was, was right on because one of the texts was his. And he said, I can't wait for tonight. And I believe his word was prophetic. He said, he said the, the secret weapon is going to be at work tonight in the revival. Amen. How many know it doesn't matter who's preaching because the secret weapon is here and his name is Jesus. Amen. How many know Jesus is in this place? His presence is here. His power is here. And so we're going we're, we're gonna, to we're gonna believe tonight together that the victory is ours. Amen. And we're going to pray in a minute again because we're going to turn this into a prayer meeting and, and into a declaration and, and de- de- desire to see the move of God that we know we all want to see. How many want to see a move of God? Not, not just to have a church service, but see a move of God. Amen. Where the, the, the sick are being healed and the blind are seeing and marriages are being restored and all these things are happening. But I was talking to Santos before the service and, and Pastor Mario said it, not just to say it, we're not having a revival, we're in revival. Does anybody agree with me that our church is in revival? Now I'm not saying we've seen everything we want to see because we haven't. But, but it's not that, that we're waiting for it to happen, it's already happening. It's happening. People are getting saved all the time. Decisions are being made. Marriages are being restored. Finances are coming supernaturally. Look at this Friday night service. Look at this crowd on a Friday night. People are hungry for God. Amen? And so we're going to continue to see what God is doing, but it's just that expectancy, that spirit of expectancy to come and say, God, I'm not just showing up tonight to say I went. I'm coming to get something from God. Amen? And, and I want you to know that not only do we believe we're in revival, God is speaking to other people about our church that we're in revival. I didn't want to live stream this on purpose for, for one reason, because I didn't want us to have, have to act a certain way. That's one reason. I just wanted us to have service and be ourselves tonight. I, I, I get, I, I'm thankful for the live stream, but sometimes it's a pain, too, because I feel like you got to get done in a certain time and do a certain thing. And so I just felt like we're not going to live stream. And if you can't get here, you're just going to miss out. Amen. And for those people who want to cheat and stay home anyways, they're going to miss out. Amen. But you're here. But Carla and I got a call. I'm not going to say who it is, but it was someone from the home church that's, that's very special, very been there a long, long time, and is a godly woman. And she called us and she said, I had a dream about your church. And it was very simple, and it wasn't a lot of details, and it wasn't a lot of words, but it was a confirmation of what I'm telling you right now, that we're not waiting for revival, but we're in revival. Amen? We're in revival. And she called and said that she had a dream, and she knew it was Denton, Texas. And she walked in, and she said she knew the service hadn't started yet, but the, cert- the sanctuary was full of people worshiping and praising God. And she just said there was such an anointing and a spirit of revival in the church. And she said, your church is in revival. Amen. And so that's all the way from Colorado Springs that, that God is speaking to somebody else 
for us, for me to tell that tonight to you as a church. We have an opportunity, church. We're, we're in a place of, of, of uncertainty in our lives. We've been talking about that for the last year. But we know what's coming is going to be good, amen, one way or the other, because God is going to bring us revival. And, and one thing is, as Pastor Mario said, that story's been on his heart. This story's been on my heart. I'm not going to talk very long because I want us to pray. I want us to have some time of, of, of worship. I want us to have some more time of healing and more than anything, declaring. We're right in the middle of the fast. A little bit past. How many know we're glad, glad you're, we're a little bit on the other side, actually? We're starting to head downhill now. Amen? And, 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 and God is moving and God is doing things. And so this is the perfect time to be here on a Friday night. If we just call this a prayer meeting, amen, it's a perfect time to be here and get together and strategize and declare and speak over this church what we want to see for the rest of the year. Amen? And so I want you to look at 2 Chronicles chapter 20. And I'm not going to, it's just like Pastor Mario said, I'm not going to read all these verses, but I want to read several here. And I want this to be something that you uh, are, are reading because it's, it's just a powerful, wonderful story in the Bible. I've read it many, many times and it's just, it's just a reminder, church, that God is in control. Tell the person next to you, God is in control. How many truly believe that tonight? God is in control. How many are truly thankful for that tonight? That, that things might seem like what's going on and what's happening and what's going to happen, but we as a church can sit back and say, God, I know that you are in control. And here's a picture. I want you to realize that there's some... Uh, chapters and stories in the Bible that are not better than others, but clear, clearer than others and more profound than others of a certain attitude, which is the attitude of battle. How many know that we're in a battle? We're in a battle. I preached a few months ago that we're in the fourth quarter. This is a, this is a game that, thank God, we already know who wins. That's the wonderful thing. We're not wondering if we're going to win or lose at the end. How many, how many know the only way you can lose is to not be in the game? As long as you stay in the game, you stay in church, you stay in the Lord, you walk with God, you're going to win. But it is the fourth quarter. And as I mentioned not too long ago about having those hands up in the air and not getting tired, this is the time, church, this is the time more than ever before in our lives we need to lift our hands and we need to, we need to be strong for God. We need to praise Jesus and lift up his name. Jesus said, if you will lift up my name, I will draw all men unto myself. Amen? If I be lifted up, he said, I will draw all men unto myself. How many want to lift up the name of Jesus tonight? How many want everything you do and everything you say and everything you are to be about Jesus? Amen? That Jesus' name would be glorified. So we see here, watch this, verse 1. It happened after this that the people of Moab with the people of Ammon and others with them besides the Ammonites came to battle. This right here, this first verse, is simply telling us that we are in a battle of light and darkness, of good and evil. Amen. We are on God's side and Satan has his, his, his demons and there's a dark side and we're in a battle. What are we in a battle for? We're in a battle for the salvation of our country. We're in the battle for the salvation of our state, the salvation of our families, the eternity. I got a call from a cousin today, an older cousin, much older, uh, in his 70s, and I haven't talked to him for years and he called me out of the blue. He got a hold of me through the Victory World Outreach in Longmont, Colorado. And I got on the phone with him and, and I told him, you, you are, listen, you need to start thinking about eternity. 
He's in the hospital with blood clots in his lungs. He's smoked since he was 14 years old. He might have lung cancer, and he, but he knows the gospel. He was raised in church. He had parents who told him about the Lord. And, and, and I said, Bubba, that's his name. It's not his real name, but that's the only name I know. Amen. His name is Bubba. I said, Bubba, we're going to pray for your healing in your body right now. But more than that, we're going to pray for the salvation of your soul. I said, because there is an eternity waiting. How many know that there's an eternity waiting? And that eternity can be right around the corner. Church, we're not playing games. Just like that verse that was mentioned. That, they, they were playing games. Church ain't a game. And we need that fear of the Lord to come upon us and, and sober us up and help, help, help us understand this is a real battle. And so I prayed with him, and he said the sinner's prayer with me right, right today on the phone, amen, and gave his life to the Lord. God is going to give us opportunities left and right just to speak life over people. And don't, don't worry about all these different things. Just go to Jesus and say, you need Jesus in your life. Say this prayer after me. And he said it, and he meant it, and I felt it. And now if something happens to him, he's going to heaven. How many know that's what it's all about? Salvation. Devil wants you to go to hell. It's this, it's this simple. Youth, how many, let's give a hand to the youth, by the way. Look at all these youth on the front row. Got their phones out, got their notebooks, amen. And don't let me forget, because the Lord already put in my heart, we're praying for y'all first, tonight, first for the youth, okay? And so, why did I say that? Somebody help me. Man. Huh? See, that's when you're not on phone. On the phone, that's great. Opportunities. I don't know if that was it, though. Darn it. We're going to pray for you first. Amen. <laughs> At least we got that part out. Okay, so there's a battle. Okay, th this, th that's it. You want to make it simple. The devil wants you to go to hell. Jesus wants you to spend eternity in heaven. You might not understand all that stuff in that Bible right there. There may be some things that don't make sense, like what is an Ammonite? What, what is this? What is that? Don't get caught up on that. The devil wants to take you to hell with him. Jesus wants you to go to heaven with him. That's the battle. Simple. The devil wants everybody to go to hell. God wants everybody to go to heaven. That's our battle. We're trying to get people to heaven. We're trying to populate heaven, plunder hell, and populate heaven. Reach down to hell and pull people out from the flames tonight. Amen? Because there's people that are going and going and going and people that are backslidden, people who have known the truth, people who are running away, people who are going out to test other things. Go out and see what it's like in other churches or other places, and they're out there wondering, are there religions? I think I'll try Islam. I, think, I told you about my friend a couple weeks ago. I th I'm thinking about trying Islam. I said you'd be better off to go to the graveyard. Go hang out in the graveyard. Guess what? Because I spoke truth to him, he's back on course again. He's right back on course again. He's not out there doing Islam. He'll be here. He'll be here. He would have been here tonight, but he lives in Oklahoma. But he'll be here Sunday. Just speak truth to people. Amen? They need to hear the truth. They don't need to be, it to be uh, uh, packaged up all pretty and nice. They just need to hear the truth in love. Okay? Watch this. So there's an enemy. Then some came and told Jehoshaphat, saying, A great multitude is coming against you from beyond the sea. Right now, in our lives, it might seem like there, there's more of them than there is of us. You ever feel that way? Just as the church sometimes even, there's more of them than there is of us. But he says, there, there's a great multitude coming, and they're coming from beyond the sea and Syria and Tamar. And he says, and, and watch this. I love the Bible because it shows his, his human fear. It says, and Jehoshaphat feared. Sometimes we're afraid. That's why a Friday night revival service is so good. You might have come in here tonight afraid. You might have not been coming to church because you're afraid. There may be people tonight that aren't here because they're afraid. Don't let fear grip you.
Please, overcome fear with faith. But Jehovah got fearful, and he's, but here's the thing. Fear, a lot of times, if it's, done, if it's taken in the right heart and attitude, it will cause us to do the right thing. And he says he feared, and what did he do? Set himself to seek the Lord. If you're fearful, the best thing you can do is go to the Lord. Amen? Lord, what do you have for us? What's the answer? What do we do? So tonight, as a church, and in this time that we're living in, in this fast that we're doing, we're seeking God. We're simply at the end of the day saying, God, we need you. Does anybody feel that way tonight? We need God. God, you're the one. We, we're setting ourselves to seek you. We're going to pray. We're going to seek your face. And it says, and they proclaimed a fast all throughout Judah. Here we are right in the middle of this fast, and we're fasting. I've been seeing people. I haven't seen every single one of you, but it was neat. I, I, I ate lunch this, this week with a new convert. He's raw. He's an ex-Marine. He's brand new in the Lord. And he's, when I say he's raw, he's raw. I'm just going to say that. He's raw. Does anybody know what that means? Anybody? That means he was like David when he first came in, right? Like Pastor Mario was talking about, raw. Amen. He wasn't afraid to cuss around me. That's how I knew he was raw. That don't bother me, though, because he's raw. We're going after people who are lost. Jesus didn't come to seek and save that which was what's healed. He came to seek and save that which is lost. Amen? How many believe that? He's going after the messed up folks. And now I forgot why I said that I ate lunch with him. Amen. God help me, huh? Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. See, when that camera's not on, I can ask you all to help me. When the camera's on, I feel like i got to make it up. So I'm eating with this new convert, and we're ordering, and per, for just, for me, I'm not trying to put my, I'm doing one meal a day, and so it was my meal. So I was going to order, and, 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 and he is just a brand new convert, he's never fasted in his life, and he's fasting with us. He's fasting with us. And so I went to order, and, I, and I'm not fasting meat, I'm just doing one meal a day. I'm not doing the Daniel fast this time, okay? So I was going to order meat. And so I looked at him, and he kind of made a face like, in his flat, like, oh, I wish I could order meat. I could see it. And he goes, I'll take some soup. And I go, man, I said, and I put my fist out, and I said, I'm so proud of you. And he said, I'm fasting meat. He said, that I'm a, I love meat, and I'm fasting meat. Here he is, a brand-new convert, doesn't even know what he's doing. He's at the restaurant. And it wasn't because he was with the pastor. And so I ordered a salad because I didn't want to be a stumbling block to him. I said, bring me a salad. I'm not going to eat meat in front of you. Amen. That's exactly what the Bible's talking about, by the way. I didn't eat red meat in him. I could have if I, if I wanted to, but I ordered a salad. But I'm saying that because here's a new convert who doesn't understand anything, but he goes, I'm going to try this, and I'm going to do this. And here he is right in the middle, and they brought him bacon bits, and he scraped the bacon bits off the top of the soup so he wouldn't eat, the, eat meat. God sees those things, church. He sees the decisions that you're making when you set yourself before him and you say, God, we need your help. Amen? And so they gathered them all together and, and began to assemble. And I'm just going to pass. I'm going to choose a few verses. And I've sent out a few of these. But let's look at verse 7. Are you not our God? Isn't God God? Isn't God the same God tonight that he was when Jesus walked the earth? Isn't God the same God tonight that he was in Israel when they came out and defeated uh, David and David defeated Goliath? And when Moses came out out of that boat, Victoria, all the stories, he's the same God. He's the same God that parted the Red Sea. Amen? He's the same God. He says, how many know we got to remind ourselves sometimes God is in control? 
Are you not that God who drove out the inhabitants of this land before your people Israel and gave it to the descendants of Abraham, your friend forever? Now look at verse 9. I sent this out. I know it's going to be a little difficult to follow me here because I'm pushing through this. If disaster comes upon us, sword, judgment, pestilence, or famine, we will stand. Here's what we're doing tonight on this Friday night. We will stand before this temple and in your presence and cry out to you in our affliction, and you will hear us and save us. How many know that's what we're doing tonight? We're coming in this place, and we're crying out to God, and we're setting ourselves before him, and we're saying we need you to save us, Lord. Disasters all around. Rumors are all around. All kinds of craziness is all around, but we're crying out to God. Now, let's go down to the end of verse 12. I don't want to take too long on this. You can read the whole chapter later. But here's the key. Our God, will you not judge them? Does anybody feel sometimes like God? Don't let us, don't let us look like fools. Anybody feel like that? God, are you going to judge these people for their wickedness? Do you ever feel like that? It, are, are things going to come to light of all the darkness that's been going on in this world? He says, are you going to judge them? And I can tell you something. I can remind you something tonight. God is going to judge. And we better be thankful we're on the good side of God. Can I say that again? You better be thankful you're on the good side of God. Because you saw what happened in that story Pastor Mario read. Woo! Lie to the Holy Spirit, dead. You know why people aren't dropping dead tonight? Because we're in the period of grace. Thank God for his grace. Say that with me. Thank God for his grace. So he says, will you not judge them? Watch this. Here's, here's the humility God's looking for. God will move where there's humility. God will move where there's humility. When we humble ourselves and we say we have no power against this great multitude. It's exactly what Pastor Mario was saying at the, at the time of prayer. When we try to do things our way, we're being prideful. But when we say, God, I can't do this. I'm powerless. There's no way I can do this. He says this great multitude is, is too much. Nor do we know what to do. But watch this. But what I do know is my eye is upon you. Where's your eyes tonight? Is it on God? Or is it on the news? Or is it on the circumstances? Or is it on the economy? Or is it on the virus? Where is it at? Where are your eyes tonight? We're going to see revival because we're going to keep our eyes upon the Lord. We're going to keep our eyes up on Jesus. Amen. And it doesn't matter what's going down around here, around the earth. We're going to say, Jesus, our eyes are upon you. Amen. How many are doing that with me tonight? And then, look at this. Perfect picture of the sanctuary tonight. All Judah, with their little ones, their wives, and their children, stood before the Lord. Stood before the Lord. Amen. Stand strong. And watch this. This is what happens. Then the Spirit of the Lord. So when we stand, when we humble ourselves, when we seek His face, God shows up. God brings a word. He speaks to us. And God spoke to this man named Jehaziel, and he starts to prophesy. And watch what he says in verse 15. 
He says, listen, and, and this is just me speaking his words to you tonight as he spoke to them thousands of years ago. Listen, all you of Judah and inhabitants of Jerusalem. Listen to all you Dentonites tonight, those of you that came from Crum, those of you here in the church tonight in Denton, and you, King Jehoshaphat, thus says the Lord to you, do not be afraid nor dismayed because of this great multitude. Watch this. And this is enough to shout and run around this church, but don't do it. Run around this church seven times tonight. It says, do not fear because the Lord, this battle is not yours. It is God's. How many know tonight the battle we're fighting is not ours? It is God's. It's God's. It's God's. Amen. Say that with me. It's God's. Do you believe that? It's not ours. As long as you fight the battle, God just stands back. But he says, if you let me get in, he says, this is not your battle. It's mine. Let me be God. Let me step in and do what I can do. Amen? So he says, the battle's not yours, but the Lord's. Now watch what he says. Stay with me. We're, we're closing here. Tomorrow, go down against them. They will surely come up on the ascent of Ziz, and you will find them at the end of the brook before the wilderness of Jeruel. You will not need to fight in this battle. Does that make anybody happy? But here's the key. Position yourselves. Position yourselves. When we're praying and we're fasting, and every time that, that you're tempted to eat that sweet, or you're tempted to eat that bread, or you're tempted to pick up that social media, or you're tempted to eat that, whatever it is, whatever you're doing in your fast, every time you're tempted and you don't do it, you're positioning yourself for a blessing. He says, position yourselves. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Can I give you a promise tonight? We're going to see the hand of the Lord. We're going to see the hand of the Lord. We're going to look and we're going to say that was God. We want to see a move of God in our country and in our city. That when it's over, it's not about that person preached or this message was said or that song was sang. That was God. That was God. We're not doing any of this for anybody's glory. We just want people to get saved. We just want people to know the Jesus that we know. Amen? Position, tell the person next to you, position yourself. Now I'm going to ask uh, the musicians to come. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord who is with you, O Judah and Jerusalem. Here we go again. Do not fear or be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them for the Lord is with you. And Jehoshaphat bowed his head with his face to the ground. They all bowed before the Lord, worshiping the Lord. I want, I want you to understand that tonight and on Sunday morning and Wednesday night and whenever we come in to have church and we're going through what we might consider the motion of praise and worship, it's not just a motion. We're doing something. This, this will change and we already feel the great presence of the Lord when we worship. We feel it. We know he's here. But this will change things when you begin to realize what you're doing. Stay with me here. It says they bowed their heads. They worship. So we come in. We sing some songs. We, we, it, it doesn't matter what the song is. Some songs, we, how many know some songs we love other than, more than others? There's some, everyone's got a favorite song. And we love it when, we, when they sing our song. But it's not, it, that's not what it's about. It's about being in the position and having an attitude of humility and looking up and say, God, you're in control. And all those attitudes along with that prayer and worship. And it says at the end of verse 19, they stood up to praise the Lord, God of Israel, with voices loud 
and high. Now, I know you're taking notes, teenagers, and I know some of you got your phones out and you're taking notes and all those things, but I want us to stand again tonight. Now, I want to say something as you stand. Let's all stand. And we're going to prepare right now to praise the Lord, and we're going to prepare to pray to end this service and worship, the, worship God and allow His Spirit to fill us tonight. But here, here's what I want to say. Man, I've been working all day. I'm tired. Can't we just sit? You can do whatever you want. But, man, when I see these rallies and these protests and all these things these people do on the government, they stand for hours. Can't we stand for the Lord? Can't we stand for the Lord? Amen. Can't we stand for the Lord for a little bit? Just say, I'm standing for the Lord. Amen. Physically and spiritually. So it says they stood before the Lord. Stay with me here. And down into verse 21. When he had consulted with the people, he appointed those who should sing to the Lord, who should praise the beauty of his holiness. Watch this. And they went out before the army. They went out before the army and were saying, Praise the Lord, for his mercy endures forever. Praise the Lord, for his mercy endures forever. That was their song back then. I don't know how they sang it. I don't know what the melody was. But they sang and as they sang, they lifted their hands. And as they sang, they stood. And as they sang, they began to worship. And God was saying, you're, gonna, you're not going to win this battle with swords and arrows. You're going to win this battle with praise and worship. How many believe we can win the battle tonight with praise and worship? Now, how many want to hear something really exciting? That's not even the best part. This is the best part. Watch verse 22. And when they began to sing, when they began to sing and to praise the Lord, look at this, the Lord set ambushes. Woo, I felt that right there. I felt that right there. The Lord set ambushes against the people of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir who had come against Judah. And they were, somebody shouted out. They were defeated. Why were they defeated? Because they stood in the presence of the Lord. Why were they defeated? Because they positioned themselves. Why were they defeated? Because they humbled themselves. Why were they defeated? Because they lifted up the name of the Lord. And he said, this is not your battle. This is mine. And he says, all I need you to do, and then nothing has changed in thousands of years. It's still the same. All he needs us to do is lift up his name and praise his name and worship his name. And he'll begin to set ambush. You know what ambush is? A surprise attack. The devil will send a surprise attack. Now, this is the coolest part. Go down to the, tw the end of 23 if you can. This is the last thing I want to read, the end of 23. Okay? So they, all this stuff happened, and they were killed and destroyed. But look at the last part, last part. I love this. And they helped to destroy one another. God, in our praise and our worship, will cause the devils to start fighting against each other. And they'll start defeating each other. And they'll start beating each other up and defeating each other against each other. They'll turn on each other. How many know we won't turn on each other, but our enemies will turn on each other? Amen. How many know he's here? He's here. So we're going to begin to praise and worship. Then we're going to go from there. We're going we're gonna to lead from there. But I want you to have an attitude right now. I want you to have an attitude. The last part there says no one, had, no one escaped. No one escaped. You know what that means? 
There's not one devil that's not going to get defeated tonight. Not one devil is not going to, all of them going to get defeated. The demon of fear, the demon of doubt, the demon of sickness, the demon of perversion, the demon of, of anger, the demon of lying, the demon of deceit, every spirit of the enemy is going to be defeated, and none of them are going to escape. None of them are going to get out because of our worship and our praise. So as we begin to praise and worship, right where you're at, as we begin to do it, I want you to position yourself. I want you to realize the power that you have in lifting up your hands. I want you to realize the power that you have that as you sing and as you worship God, God is doing something. He's moving. He's moving. Amen. He's, he's beginning to send the ambush. And he's beginning to go work on that loved one that you need to be worked on. He's going to defeat the enemy that's been fighting against you. Amen. Let's begin to sing. I think we're going to have the words up. If not, hopefully we can find it. But we're going to begin to sing this song. And I want you to begin to worship the Lord right where you're at. Position yourself. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, we magnify Hallelujah. your name, Jesus. Hallelujah. Just say that word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. For the Lord God Almighty. Oh, we lift up our hands as we position ourselves tonight, Jesus. Lord. 
want you guys to come up here, right to the front. All of you just come right up here, right to the front. Hallelujah. Just come right up to the front. If you're not there, if you're a teenager, come on down. All of you come up here. Come as close as you can. Spread out a little bit. Spread out so you can lift up your hands. God's got a special touch. God's got a special touch for the young people tonight. Spread out so you can lift up your hands. Are you Lord God Almighty? Just surrender like the police have a gun on you tonight. Worthy is the I promise you nothing bad's going to happen. I promise. There you go. Worthy is the Promise. Come on, lift it up. over these youth right now. I want you to speak life over them right where you're at. Pray that God would visit them right now. Pray that God would fill them right now. Pray that God would change them and transform them right now and speak to them. is here. Position yourself. Position yourself. Position yourself. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I want y'all to push up a little more to the front. Push up as close as you can. Hallelujah. Now, if you're in your 20s, come up here if you're in your 20s, married or, or single, doesn't matter. Stay behind them in this line. This is the next line. This is what the, this is what the, sol- the soldiers would do. They would go by rank. They'd go by age. We're going to send all the young, crazy people out first. Y'all going to be the front line. 
Because you're young and you shouldn't be afraid of anything at your age. Just go. Just go. Amen. 20s. 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 Oh, to be in my 20s again. Amen. I remember those days. Is that everybody that's in their 20s? Amen. Maybe early 30s. Early 30s, though, like 31, 32, 33. Come on up here. Fill this line up a little more. Amen. Amen. Look at all these people in their 30s and less. Look at how young our church is. Amen. What a blessing to have all this youth. The Bible says to take advantage of your youth to do something for God while you're young. So do it. When me and Carla were on the mission field at 24, already on the mission field. So some of y'all need to get busy. Some of y'all need to get gone. Amen. Get out to the mission field. Amen. We're going to sing it again. Does anybody believe what I'm telling you tonight about the positioning yourself? It's not about what it looks like on the outside. It's about what God's doing on the inside. And we're reading this by faith and we're believing it. And the, if the Bible says that when we praise and worship, it didn't say how or good or bad or if you sing good or bad. or It, didn't, it just said when you praise and worship and you humble yourself and you realize that God's in control, He at this very moment is fixing your problem. He at this very moment is setting ambush on your enemies. He at this very moment is doing something in the spiritual realm. Amen? There's, there's, I don't want to get into Sunday's message. I'm not going to do it. I almost wanted to for a second. But yeah, I will. I, I, I gave my, my, my beautiful ladies here a gift for Christmas, and it got here today, so it was pretty delayed. But inside this little thing that I didn't know was there, there's, you can look into this little thing in the middle, and there's like a kaleidoscope, and you know, all these ways to say I love you in all these different languages. And so the Bible says, and I was talking about this with Santos earlier, we, we only see, the Bible says, through glass dimly. There's only so much we can see in, in our physical understanding on this earth. But when you look in that little tiny hole and then you see through God's vision, you see behind the veil, you see all the things that God is doing behind the scenes. And we can't live by what we see here on this earth. We have to live by what's happening in the spiritual realm behind. Amen? And God is doing something powerful, supernatural, and amazing that the Bible says eye hasn't seen and ear hasn't heard and neither hasn't even entered into the heart of man. God can turn things around in one second. God can bring this, nation's to, this nation to its knees in one minute. And people can repent and get saved all across this nation in a wave, in a moment, in an instant. And it might happen because of a little service in Denton, Texas tonight of people who are standing in position for something to happen in this nation. And in our city, and in our state, and in our world. Amen? It's not hype. It's the truth. Because we're not talking about something we can do. We're talking about something God can do. And God says, with man, that's impossible. But with me, anything is possible. Amen? I want you to lift your hands one more time. And we're going to ask God to send his power and his presence to this place. This is an easy chorus. Send your rain to us, God. Let's shout, let's shout it out. Let's sing it. Let's ask him to send his rain, his power, his presence into this place tonight. 
send your rain. Send your rain, oh Lord. Send your rain. Send your rain, oh To your people. To your people. Send your rain. Send your rain. him tonight. Send your rain, oh Lord. Send your rain, oh Lord, to your people. Oh, the Holy Ghost is here, church. Position yourself right now. Send your rain. Send your rain. Send your power, Lord. Send your power, Lord. Send your power, Lord. Send your power, Lord, to your people, to your Send your peace. Send your peace. Send your peace. Oh Lord. Send your peace. Send your peace. Oh Lord. Send your peace. Oh Lord. To your people. Now, as they continue to play, I want you just to lift your voice. And in your own words, I want you to begin to praise God. Tell Him how much you love Him tonight. Just in your own words, tell Him you love Him. Tell Him you believe in Him. Tell Him He's King of Kings. Tell Him He's Lord of Lords. Tell Him you believe He's moving right now. Tell Him you believe He's setting an ambush on your enemies. Tell Him you believe He's moving in your family. And He's healing your family. And He's healing your life. He's healing your hurts. He's transforming things. Just say, God, I believe and I know that you're doing something right now. You're doing something I can't see. You're doing something I don't understand. And I express faith right now to believe in the supernatural, to believe in the impossible, to believe, God, that there's nothing impossible for you tonight. And there's no mountain that you cannot move. And there's no chain that you cannot break. And there's no life that you cannot change. Come on, lift your voice all across this place. Lift your voice all across this place. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, set yourself. Position yourself. Hallelujah. Tell God what you want to see, young people. Tell God what you want to see. Tell Him. 
Tell him from your own mouth, from the own, with your own words, what you want to see. Tell him what you want to see in your family. Tell him what you want to see in your school. Tell him what you want to see in your house. Tell him what you want to see in this world. Tell the devil he's defeated tonight. Tell him he's got to get out of your house. Tell the devil he's got to get out of your family. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for the power of the Holy Spirit tonight. Filling up your people. Filling up your church. Filling up every teenager. Filling up every young person tonight, God. Oh, Jesus. We thank you for the power of the Holy Spirit tonight. Oh, Holy Spirit, move. Holy Spirit, move. Holy Spirit, visit us tonight. Hallelujah. Yes. Tell God, take whatever you want to use. Lord, Sing that again, just like that. Be tried, tried by, by fire. fire. Purified. Purified. Take whatever. You take whatever you oh, you desire. Lord, use my life. Lord, here's my life. I want to be tried by fire. Yes, Jesus. Purified. Take whatever you desire. Come on, offer yourself up to him tonight. Lord, he is my life. Offer yourself to him tonight. I want to be tried by fire. Purified. Purified. You take whatever you desire. Lord, here's my life. Lord, he is my life. I want to be tried by fire. Purified, you take whatever you desire. Lord, here's my life. Clean my hands, purify my heart. I want to burn for you. Take my life as a sacrifice. I want to burn for you, only for you. Clean my hands, purify my heart. I want to burn for you. Come on, lift your voice, lift your hands. Purify my heart. I wanna 
church, don't get tired. Position yourself tonight. Position yourself tonight for God to set an ambush. Take my life. 
thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Now, I want all you young people to step back, just straight back towards the chairs, but stay up here. Trying to keep as much distance as you can, all that distance stuff. Old people, we didn't leave you out. I was in the young group, by the way. <laughs> all you people that are still left, come up here, and now the young people are going to be behind you. And they're going to pray for you. Come on up. Come all the way up, Brenda, just to make sure. Make sure. Come all the way up. Thank you. Come on, old people. Older people. Come on, come on, come on. Wise. Everybody that can. Now, before they pray, I want you all to turn around and, and look at the young people. <coughs> and look how awesome it is that we have so many young people. In our church, amen. Amen. You can turn back towards me. Young people, you're who God, not that God doesn't want to use us older people, but you're who God needs. Needs. He needs you in this. He needs you now. This generation is, no, is needed right now. And this is a generation, you're a generation that has not, until till now, thank God for a church that seeks his presence. This generation doesn't know revival. This generation doesn't know a move of God like I did. Like I was so blessed to be your age and experience. But you're, able, you're experiencing it now. And so now there's no excuse. And God needs this young generation to be out there to be a voice. And, and the young people is what makes older people stay young. And they're going to feel, as we begin to pray now for you, they're gonna, you're going to feel the prayers of those young people behind you. Because young people's prayers are awesome. Because they're, as we get older, we become dignified. And we learn how to say things the right way and nicely and all that. And young people just say what they think. And when you convert that to prayer, it's powerful. God's not looking for you young people to say the right words or to sound like you've got it all together. He just wants your heart. He just wants your heart. If you speak from your heart, he doesn't care how you say it. You can move mountains. Amen? You can, you can see powerful and amazing things if you just believe from here, from your heart. Let God take out that old heart and put a new one. And you might be young, but he wants to take that old one out and put a new one in. And, and older people, you, you might be tired. You might be run down and worn down and, and, and feel like, is God done with me? But young people, how many would agree with me that God's not done with these people right here? Amen? God's not done with us. Amen. We're, none of us are really old here because the oldest people in our church are not here and they're my parents. But they're or that group, right? 70s, maybe some 80s. But when you get older, you lose your sense of purpose. And when you come to church, you find your purpose. You find out that I can still do something for God. And so there's still much for us to do. 
And so we can learn from each other. The young people can give to the older people, and the older people can give to the young people. And the Bible actually talks about that. The wisdom of the older people, the elders, you need to listen to the older people because they've been down that road. And young people, old people, you need to listen to the young people because they want you to be full of energy and excited and not stuck in a box. And let God do what he can do, amen, and be God. Because all these teenagers that are here, a lot of them have been at camps where they were there till midnight every night. Pastor Mario and I have preached them, huh? Makes you feel young when you see those teenagers just bawling and crying and worshiping till midnight. So we're going to worship the Lord again. And as we do, I want you, you up here just to receive and now set yourselves, position yourselves. And young people, I don't want you to pray for yourself anymore. I want you to pray for these people in front of you. And I want you to pray for the blessings of God over them. However that comes out of your mouth, just speak it. Amen. Just pray for them and ask God to do something powerful in their lives. Amen. Let's sing one more time. And as we do, I want you teenagers just to extend your hands. And I want you to begin to pray for all these people, including me. Pray for me too. young people behind you.
let's just close strong tonight. Let's thank him. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, lift up those hands high. Lift them up high to the Lord. We're victorious. We're victorious. We're more than conquerors. Let's give him glory. Give him glory. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hey, Jesus, 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 Jesus. Hallelujah. We lift up your name, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, oh, he's, he's here, church. The Holy Spirit's here. The Holy Ghost is here. He's here. He's here. He's here. Halabasete yababarete yo. Yedalalama sandalalamo kosi elele basandalalama te yakase. Oh, 
Worthy is your name, Lord. Holy is your name, Lord Jesus. You are worthy, Lord. You are worthy, Lord. You're worthy, Jesus. Hallelujah. This is where you just wait sometimes. Just wait in his presence. Just let his presence minister to you. His peace. His joy. The assurance in your heart that he's in control. He's alive. He's on the throne. That he's moving. We glorify you, Jesus. We magnify you, Jesus. Jesus, we tell you tonight that you're Lord. We declare tonight that you're the King of kings, and the Lord of lords. There is no salvation in any other name but the name of Jesus. You're the door. You're the way. You're the truth. You're the life. We thank you for dying on the cross for our sins. If you're here tonight and you've never done that, if you've never with your mouth proclaimed that Jesus is Lord, I want you to repeat these words after me. If you're here and, and you don't know where you'd spend eternity, if you passed into it tonight, the Bible says you can know. Jesus took your place on the cross. I want you to say this with me, Lord Jesus. I believe you're the Son of God. It's not by might, it's not by power, but it's by your spirit that I am changed tonight. Thank you for dying on the cross, shedding your blood, and forgiving me for my sins. I put all my faith in you, and I believe you're coming back for me to take me to heaven. Please wash me clean with your precious blood and write my name in the Lamb's book of life. And I promise you from this day forward, I'm going to live for you. I'm going to listen to you. I'm going to read your word and give you my heart. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you that your word is being sealed tonight. What was spoken by Pastor Mario was spoken out of Second Chronicles, God. Help us stand. Help us not try to do things our way, but to do them your way. God, we pray that something happened tonight in this place on this Friday night where you changed the whole direction of what we were doing. And you came in and visited us, and God, we thank you that you're touching Robin right now, touching her physical body, healing her gallbladder.